Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Well, I wanted to talk in our midweek special about all the different issues we've got going across the country today about broken pipes from freezes. It happened here in our area, and there are so many people all the way down into Texas and the South that ended up dealing with frozen pipes. And I thought today, let's talk a little bit about the best way to tackle how to unthaw them and, of course, how to make sure that you repair them correctly. So if you've got a situation where it's cold outside and you're going, oh, no, I'm going to freeze some pipes up because it's it's we're not insulated for this or it's an, a, it's way colder than you normally are even in the wintertime, this is where we see those problems. So the first thing I want you to do is go outside and unhook all of your garden hoses from any of your spigots and make sure you have covers on them. That will help protect those a little bit. Uh, it is not the uh, be-all, end-all, but it will sure help. Now, second of all, I want you to run your house a little bit warmer than you typically do. If you run it at 70, run it at 75. Keep it nice and warm and then go around and open up all the cabinet doors under all of your sinks or if there's any plumbing in a wall. Like if you have an outside spigot that's behind the kitchen, make sure that you've got the cabinet door open and we wanna see if we can get as much heat radiating through that wall into those pipes to keep that from happening. Now, that extra heat in the house can help do that. It's not great for the energy, not great for the environment, but you know something, you're not gonna be breaking pipes or you're gonna, at least slow that down. Now, if you've got a broken pipe, the thing is, is, you know, first and then and the last one actually is, of course, just keep the uh, the the water running, you know, cold and warm. Uh, many times those uh, hot and cold pipes are run in the same bay of a, a wall studs or close. So if you keep that water dripping a little bit, it's bad for the energy bill, but you know, something that extra heat can help out in circum circumstances. So that might help you as well. Now, if you know that you've got frozen pipes, if you've got copper, if you've got CPVC, there's a likely chance that that's going to break the pipe. It's going to split it. It's going to crack it. It's going to blow out a fitting. That stuff can happen. And of course, you won't notice that leak because it's frozen, right? So it's not going to be leaking. As soon as it warms up, though, that's where you run into issues. So you need to watch your water, make sure if it's frozen. At that point, you might as well just turn the water off, or if it's going to stay cold for another couple of days, keep it on and keep the rest of it moving so at least you don't break those pipes. You might have, you don't want to freeze the whole thing up and have to replumb everything. You want to try to keep it moving as best as possible. Then once you start getting warm, that's when you want to turn the water off and do the repairs. 
Now, one of the common things that happen, and I see this a lot, is that people will sit there and go, I don't know why my hot water is not working all of a sudden when we had that big freeze. Well, it's because you might have in your crawl space or in a wall cavity, you might have water running and it drained the water heater. So keep an eye on your crawl space. Keep an eye on places where that could be leaking. Now, if you've got CPVC, which is that yellow PVC pipe, that stuff when it splits can break right in two or even worse, it can give you a large radial crack down that whole length of pipe to the next fitting. So you might not be chasing and fixing one little piece. You might be changing that whole section of pipe to the next fitting because uh, that stuff is super brittle. I dislike it greatly. I've had tons of problems with it in every house that I've had with it. And uh, now I'm to the point where I would not buy a house that had CPVC in it. And I would make sure if I did buy it that I had the money in to repipe the entire house because the stuff just isn't reliable in my opinion. So if you got that, this is where I would come in there, replace as much of that as you can with PEX and call it a day. Uh, CPVC fittings are much harder to get. In my area, I have to go to specialty plumbing stores. I might find a piece or two at a uh, Home Depot, but my Lowe's and all my other Ace Hardware's and somebody else doesn't carry it anymore. It is something that you're not seeing. It is kind of on its way out for those obvious reasons. So this is a good time to change that into PEX. And the way I do that is not with a push to connect or a shark bike fitting. Those will fail. I've seen it happen many times that were properly installed that slid right off the end of that pipe because the pipe was not good enough shape to actually hold it. So what I want you to do is actually glue a fitting on. Maybe it's a threaded one. And then you can go to like a... Uh, Three-quarter inch, let's say you're a three-quarter inch pipe, you can go three-quarter inch to a male pipe thread and then go that and slide that into a, a copper fitting right there that is three-quarter and you can actually sweat on a piece of copper pipe under that or PEX, whatever you're going to do. Transfer over into that via a threaded fitting. Make sure that you, uh, you know, put some good Teflon tape on it just to make sure and you're good to go. That way you don't have a leak there and you've got a proper fitting that's not going to slide off. So that's a key right there to make sure that that's going to work correctly. And I would recommend that you go from CBVZ to PEX. It's just going to be fast. It's going to be easy. And it's going to be more reliable when you repair that. And then lastly, once you get that done, I would insulate the hot and colds and uh, put some pipe insulation over the top of that. Get that all taped up and see if you can protect that better for the next time it happens. Because, you know, if it freezes once, there's a good chance unless you do something different, it will freeze again. And the same rules go for copper. I would sweat on some fittings on there. I mean, if you're going to use a push-to-connect fitting, it is not bad to go ahead and use it for a, uh, you know, if you're going to use it, use it as a temporary to cap off something, you know, for a few days to a few weeks until you can get a plumber in there. If you're going to go down there and, and do it yourself and sweat the pipe together, then uh, go ahead and use that as a temporary fix until you can get that. But then go down there and fix it right. Sweat the correct fittings on and all of that. Now, I would never, you know, my rule is there are good temporary fittings for the push to connects like the Shark Bites and others. You know, there are ones that are out there that are much more reliable. We're not going to get into that today because I don't want to get too far into the weeds. But uh, you should not be using those in any wall cavity or any place that it's hidden. Uh, just make sure that uh, if you are using them, they're temporary. And uh, you should be good to go. And uh, that's kind of my rules for that. And then again, just insulate those pipes, insulate around it. You'd be surprised what a little bit of insulation can do. 
And if you're in one of those houses like in Texas and in places down south where they ran, you know, pipes up into the ceiling joists, it might be better to pull some of that insulation away from the living space to the pipe and run it over the top and get that closer to the living area or put some more extra insulation over the top of that to make sure that you're keeping that heat in there and just keep that nicely tucked into a blanket and you should be good to go. Well, I hope that helps answer some of those questions. I will be on my TV show this weekend and you'll be able to see this on Saturday. I will be sweating pipe. I will be putting together PVC, CPVC and showing you how to fix that. So I will have a video coming out on Saturday and you can check that out on my uh, aroundthehouseonline.com. So you'll see it right there. All right, everybody, have a great rest of the week. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. we got a great show up coming up this weekend, which we will talk about on Friday. We'll see you Saturday. Thanks for tuning in to Around the House. Have a great rest of your week. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.